We are continuing with our series on depression and uh, I'm going to look into some various causes, okay, and how to deal with them because this is not just to inform you and say, oh wow, this is why I'm depressed. No, we want solutions. So one of the things that can be a cause is depression can be the cause of demonic activity, just demons oppressing people. Something you have to understand is that they don't have the legal right to do it, especially once you're a child of God and you're born again, they do not have the right to oppress you, but they do it because these are outlaw spirits. But the thing is that Jesus has given us authority over them. So as a believer, you have to know where you stand in terms of authority. You have authority over the kingdom of darkness. And you have to be aware of this. So the Bible tells us this clearly. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 26. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 16, actually. There's no verse 26. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 16. It says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Now, these were people who were born again. They were saved. They had given their life to Christ. But Paul said, since I heard of it, of your faith and your love for the saints, I began to pray for you. Why? That God the Father will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Unfortunately, there are many believers who know the devil better than they know God. They know Satan's power, what Satan can do. They know that better than they know our Father. And it ought not to be. He said that He will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. In the knowledge of God the Father and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So this is important. Then he says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he says that the, the, the saints have an inheritance that is glorious. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. He says that God demonstrated his mighty power by raising Jesus from the dead. By raising Jesus from the dead and setting him at his own right hand in the heavenly. Now, this is amazing. He goes on to say, And um, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He says that anything that has a name, past, present, or future, everything that has a name has been put under the authority of the name of Jesus. It has been put under his authority. So this is where you are as a believer. Then he goes on to say, and has put all things under his feet, all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. God made Jesus to be the head over all things, not for his own sake, but for the church, for the sake of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. It says that the church is the body of Christ. And God has, the Father, gave Jesus all authority over everything for the advantage of the church, for the advantage of the church. So this is what he's telling you. He says that if you, you, you know that the letters, let's say Ephesians, for example, it was one long letter that Paul wrote. He didn't write the letters in chapters and verses. Chapters and verses were inserted by the translators so that it would make it easy. For example, how do you know where I was reading now, if not for chapters and verses? But it does not mean that that's how the letters were not written like that. They were just written as one long letter. So Ephesians was one long letter to the church, okay, at Ephesus. Corinthians, First Corinthians, one long letter. Epistle means letter, okay. 
So if you were reading this, if you were in the church of Ephesus and you were reading this, you would read it all as one. From Ephesians chapter 1 all the way to chapter 6. It will be one long letter. Do you understand? One long letter. Now chapter 2 says, And you hath he quickened. So he's telling you this about Christ. How that God the Father raised him from the dead, set him at his own right hand in the heavenlies, and did all that, and gave him to be head over all things. He didn't stop there. Chapter 2 verse 1 says, And you, and you, who were dead in trespasses and sins. So he says that we were dead in trespasses and sins, but Jesus, when he was raised up, we were raised up together with him. So the authority that Jesus has over demons, you have that authority as well. No devil has any right to oppress you. If any devil has been oppressing you, I rebuke that demon in the name of Jesus. And I command it to leave you alone in Jesus' name. And then he goes on to say that, Wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. He says that God the Father has quickened us together with Christ. Do you see that? Quickened us together with Christ. So that's verse 5 of chapter 2, Ephesians. Then he puts into parenthesis, by grace you are saved. And then he goes on to say, and has raised us up together. Do you see that? Raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when he was raised up, we were raised up together with him. When he sat, we sat together with him. So the authority that he has over the devil, we have that authority. In fact, he gave us that authority to use. He didn't get authority for his own sake. He got it for our sake. Mark chapter 16. So this was after Jesus had resurrected from the dead. And he was giving some instructions to his disciples. Mark chapter 16 from verse 16. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. In my name shall they cast out devils. In my name shall they do what? Cast out devils. And I like one translation says that in my name they will force demons out of people. They will force, forcibly eject demons. No devil has any right to torment any child of God. I rebuke the devil. Bring his torments to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see that in my name they shall cast out devils. We cast them out in the name of Jesus. So we have authority over them. We have absolute authority over them. He has no, Satan has no authority over the believer. No authority over your mind. No authority over your body. No authority over your, your circumstances. He has no authority over you. Have you seen it? In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall cast out devils. Cast them out. That's the authority that we have. In his name. You're not coming in your own. You're coming in his name. His name. So all the authority that Jesus has, has been vested into his name. The authority has been put into his name. So if you find that sometimes, like I said, demons can oppress people. And they make the pe person lose, lose joy in anything. The f there's no reason, but they are not happy. Okay? And it can even be someone who seems to have everything together. They seem to have all everything together. But then you can, they just cannot find that joy. They just cannot find that joy. That ought not to be so. You know, there was a woman that they brought to Jesus. She was in the um, synagogue. And when she was there, the Bible says she was bowed over. 18 years, she was bowed over. And the Bible says that 
Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, right? Whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, ought she not to be loosed? Ought she not to be loosed? So he cast out, the Bible says, he said, he touched her back and immediately said, woman, you are loose from thy infirmity. And she stood up straight. The Bible says that we, once we belong to Christ, we are Abraham's seed. Satan has no authority to dominate, dominate, harass, oppress any of Abraham's seed. And this, this is something that we have to meditate on until it becomes real, tangible, tangible, becomes real and it becomes something that is, is real to us, tangible. Hallelujah. Yes. So this is what we have to understand, that there's authority that we have in the name of Jesus. We have that authority. Don't allow the enemy to oppress your mind. Sometimes you can sense that. You can sense that it's an attempted oppression. You rebuke the devil. And what will he do? He says he will flee from you. He will flee from you. Now, let's look at another scripture. James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Hebrews James. James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Do you see that all this is telling us the authority that we have in Jesus' name? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we are taking up our authority, the authority that Jesus gave to us. We are, we are dispensing it freely. Wantonly, we are using this authority to break down, demolish strongholds. You see that? He said, submit yourself to God. How do you submit to God? By submitting yourself to his word. Like you are listening to the word now. Submit yourself to what God has said concerning you. Believe what God has said to you concerning yourself and then what do you do resist the devil he didn't say he will stand and fight back he said he will flee from you you know that believers who are afraid of the devil that satan will fight back it says he will flee god is the one who made who made him before he became, and he became the devil god knows everything that is inside him and he says that when you resist him he will flee from you isn't this wonderful yes he'll flee from you so that's the authority that we have that's the authority that we have let's go to first peter chapter five first peter chapter five First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. It says, casting all your care upon him. Upon who? Upon God. It says, because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, he is not a roaring lion, he is as a roaring lion, walketh about, walking, roaming about the place, seeking whom he may devour. He cannot devour everybody. He is seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He says what? Resist him steadfast in your faith. Steadfast. He did say, Satan is therefore bury your head in the sun and become afraid of him no it says resist him steadfast in your faith steadfast so you take authority over him resist him what's he going to do he's going to flee from you so this is the authority that we have as believers so for depression that is caused by demonic activities it doesn't matter the source maybe you're working in a hostile environment people are into or dabbling in all kinds of occultic activities it says that resist him steadfast in your faith steadfast means you stand your ground it's i'm not giving you an inch the bible says give no place to the devil say satan i have authority over this place you will not oppress my mind you will not oppress my job you will not harass me at work i rebuke you in the name of jesus you put him to flight you put him to flight that is the authority that you have so this is so important to know to master these okay, it's important to know these scriptures to know them and use them they're not just written so that you read and, and say wow you have to read them and confess them and think about them until they become your consciousness until they become your consciousness then you have one thing that must be settled in the heart and mind of a believer is the absolute helplessness of satan where you are concerned you have absolute authority didn't you read it in ephesians 1 it says that god has made jesus to be head over all things to the church 
And then he says that he has set him far above everything, principalities and powers and thrones and dominions and everything that has a name, both in the present and in the future. So this is an authority that we have to master. We have to learn to use it, to practice it. Hallelujah. So this is how you deal with these things that are caused by demons. Cast them out. If there's somebody who is under your authority, it could be a child, could be anyone, someone who is under your authority, you have authority in the name of Jesus to break the power of oppression from their minds. To break the power of oppression from their minds. Say, no, you will not have this one devil. You will not have him. You will not have her. You take authority in the name of Jesus. This authority is written clearly in the scriptures. Clearly. So these are the, this is what the word of God says. And this is how we deal with demonic oppression, which can manifest itself as depression or any kind of mental or mood disorder. Take the authority in the name of Jesus and put that devil to flight. Don't cower in fear. God said, he didn't say you will run away. He said he will flee from you. And to flee means to run away from something or someone as in terror, to be terrified of the person. Once you wield that name of Jesus, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father in heaven. That's in the book of Philippians. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, 6. It says from verse 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. He says, Who being in the form of God, it says, Who being in very nature, he was God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Mean that he didn't think if he said he was equal with the Father, it was robbery. No. Even though he knew it was not robbery, yet he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So he became a human being. That's why, you know, the book of John says, the word became flesh, the word became a human being. Okay. And being found in fashion as a man, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He was the only man who was born to die. He was born to die. So now what happened after his death? Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him. If he said he had exalted him, that would be powerful enough. He said, highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. He says, everything, everything, no matter what it is called, the name of Jesus is higher than that thing. And then he says that, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you see that? Yes. So this is what he's saying, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things under the, under the earth. All the three worlds are covered. They are covered. There's no devil hiding anywhere that is higher than the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus has authority over every force that is in operation anywhere so we have to take up that name so if it's you that are feeling oppressed take up the name of jesus and resist the devil rebuke him put an end to his activities say no devil no in the name of jesus no so this is what this is how you deal with depression okay that is caused by the work of devils it doesn't matter how they operate so somebody gave you a handkerchief all kinds of things it does not matter take up the name of jesus feed on these scriptures feed on these scriptures take up the name of jesus and bind that devil just resist him and what will happen he will flee from you glory to god you know the boy they brought who was having um those um epileptic epile uh, epileptic um seizures and the father brought the um him to 
He said he brought him to the disciples and the disciples could not cast him out. When Jesus came down from the mountain, he says, the Bible says that he rebuked the spirit and said, come out of him and do not enter him anymore. And immediately, even though he tried to put up a show as if he was resisting, he came out, came out. And that authority is what he has given us. You are not in the place where the disciples were before Jesus died. Remember that before, he, it was after he died that he got the name. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2, he says that, um, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It is after the death of the cross that what? The name was given. So now that he gave, he got that name that he has given to us. Don't say, oh, um, this one can only go by fasting and prayer. That's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying here. You don't find that reference after Jesus resurrected. So the authority that he had, you have to resist them. They have no authority whatsoever. They have absolutely no authority. You take up the name of Jesus and you cast them out. You force them out. You rebuke them in the name of Jesus. That's how you deal with the um, demonic oppression that manifests as depression. Okay, You take the word of God and you feed on them. You feed on the scriptures. You meditate on them. You think about them and you confess them. You have to be open to receive the word of God. And then you take up that word. And if you have to do that confession, if you have to cast out those devils a hundred times, and they do it until they get the message. And they learn to leave you alone. And they learn to leave you alone. Glory to Jesus. No demon anywhere has any authority that is greater than the name of Jesus. None whatsoever. They have no authority. Satan has no, they have no absolutely no authority and they know it so you have to enforce it the victory that jesus has won for you take up the name of jesus and deploy that name put it to work for you that's how you deal with demonic oppression that manifests as what depression take the name of the lord jesus take the scriptures confess them feed on them until they become your conscious release that name on your lips you can use that for yourself you can use it for somebody close to you you can use it for somebody who is under your authority you can break the hold of satan from those that kenneth hagen talked about the man who was in a healing line so he would he was praying for the sick so the man was in the queue so when he, he he suddenly his eyes were open and he saw that the man had a, a demonic spirit that looked like a monkey sitting on one of his shoulders and had his the person's the man's head in an armlock and that man had been so suffering from major depression so much that they were about to commit him to uh, an asylum they were about to commit him in fact they were going to take him the the coming week so once Kenneth Hagin rebuked that devil it fell off of him ran out of the auditorium the devil ran out of the auditorium Kenneth Hagin's eyes were open you could see you could see it happen even if you don't see it happen know that it happens because God's word has told you that when you resist them what will happen they'll flee from you immediately the man said he felt like something had just been lifted off of his 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 head and do you know what? He's, he was perfectly restored. Never had to go to the asylum. So that's, that was the work of demons. And the name of Jesus was used to correct that situation. You have authority in the name of Jesus. So that's how you deal with depression. That is the work of demons. Okay. And sometimes during ministration, there may be various ways that the ministration will be done. Anointing with oil and um, laying on of hands. And they are all various ways. All these things, as long as they are done in the name of Jesus. You have to understand it's the name of Jesus that's getting the job done. And I'm talking about you, yourself. How to overcome this and deal with this thing yourself or in your house. Because you have authority in your house. Thank you, Jesus. Let me pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I break the hold of Satan from your mind. I break the hold of Satan from your thoughts. I break the hold of Satan's influence. In the name of Jesus. Be free now in Jesus' name. I'm going to go into other parts of other possible causes of depression, how to deal with them. So I'm going to go in on um, in the next um, uh, video okay in the next podcast or in the next session make sure that you are paying attention you're you are sharing it 
with someone who can benefit from it.